Thank you for coming. Continuing in the Hilchot Sfirah Omer, Shachanaruch says, A person forgets to count at night, so in theory, or right at the beginning of the night, that is, so they have the rest of the night to go ahead and to continue counting. Here the Mishabur says, Because as long as the night hasn't passed completely, so one still has the ability to fulfill this requirement of Tmimot Tiena, that it should be full and complete. And we said that that means starting to count as early as possible. So best case scenario, you're counting uh, right when the night begins. If not, you have the rest of the night. What happens if you miss the entire night? So that we'll get into. Uh, we know that thing gets uh, much more exciting. Shachan continues. There is a mitzvah for each and every person to count themselves. Meaning, don't rely on someone else to count for you. You need to count. Here the Mishabura explains, Because the Pasuk says that you, plural, should count for yourselves. Which implies that each and every person has this mitzvah. They have the requirement to go ahead and to count. And if that is the case, that each and every one of us have the requirement to do mitzvah, so that would indicate to us that this is unique in that it is not like other mitzvot which involve speech. Other mitzvot which involve speech, typically we say you can rely on what's called shomea kiona. I can listen to you and fulfill my obligation. We have this by Kiddush all the time. I make Kiddush, somehow you've fulfilled your obligation to make Kiddush. Well, why should that work? We have a mechanism called shomea kiona, that a person who is listening, it's as though they are actually saying it. Right? So here when it comes to Sefirat Omer, if each and every person needs to do it themselves, so then this is unique, right? as opposed to, let's say, Kiddush and Havdalah, when it comes to these other mitzvot, if you're listening and the guy has in mind that you should, he's going to help you fulfill your obligation, you have in mind you're going to fulfill your obligation, that would work. Here, uh, here you would not have fulfilled your obligation unless you do it yourself. That could be one of the implications. Aval, aval. But there are others who say, come on now. That's not what this means. He says, no, 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 no. When we say that it means each and every one of us needs to count, it means lafuke comes to exclude when we rely just on beitin to do a count. When we rely on the Jewish court to do account for us. Now, when do we do that? The example that he gave is when it comes to Shemitah and Yovel. We're told there, Sheva Shabbatot Shanim, Sheva Shanim, Sheva Piamim, right? That we're supposed to count seven sets of seven years, and that's going to get us to the Yovel. Vesafarta is written in the singular. It seems almost counterintuitive, at least for me it's counterintuitive. Right? When the Torah writes it in the plural, it means that each and every one is uh, required to do it. When it's written in the singular, it means that you as one large group need to make sure that it gets done. So when it comes to Shemitah and Yovel, it's written in the singular, so that means we as a group of Jewish people need to make sure that we're counting seven years for the Shemitah cycle, 49 years for the Yovel cycle. Right? How do we do that? So the Beit Din does the count. We don't have each and every person counting today. This year is the sixth year of the Shemitah cycle, or it's the 31st year of the Yovel cycle. We don't do that. But there is a count that goes on in the Beit Din. So when we say that each person needs to count Sefirat Omer, it just means that we don't rely on only Beit Din going ahead and doing it. But it doesn't mean that I can't listen to someone else and fulfill my obligation. He continues. So he says, 
that according to this approach, I would be able to listen to someone else and fulfill my obligation and wouldn't be this unique mitzvah of dibor of speech, uh, you know, standing out as opposed to Kiddush and Avdala where I could listen to someone else. He would say, no, it's exactly like Kiddush and Avdala. You want to listen to someone else and fulfill your obligation, you absolutely could. One last point the Mishaburah makes is v'chol zeb bisfirah. This whole dispute that we have as to whether or not uh, you should rely on someone else uh, counting for you, that's uh, specifically when it comes to the count. When it comes to the bracha, which is made on the count, everyone agrees that you can fulfill your obligation by listening to the bracha. Now, why would you want to do that? Everyone agrees that you can. Why would you want to do that? Not so clear. There's an interesting halachic question that comes up. I mentioned this because the question cracks me up. So typically we have a custom that the rabbi gets up there and he makes the bracha, he counts out loud, and then everyone else does it themselves. Yeah? You've seen this before? We do this here, right? God willing, we'll do it tonight. So ask, and, and the custom in other shuls is the chazan does it. So ask many of the uh, mifarshim, a lot of the uh, halachic decisors, let's say you have a situation where the rabbi missed a night. I know, it sounds scandalous, right? The rabbi missed it. He's out. He can no longer count with the bracha. Or let's say in a place where you have the chazan who's doing it, let's say the chazan does it. Right? Uh, really where this question comes up is something that we talked about the other day. I know we're going out in the weeds here is if the minag is where the chazan counts, so who's usually dominant for the amud? An avil. And if a person's in avilut because someone passed away during Sfirat omer so that means they were in a period of what's called aninut, right? Where a person is not allowed to perform mitzvot. So according to some post-game, if, you, if God forbid person's in a state of aninu during Sfirana Omer, they can no longer continue counting with a bracha. So let's say someone loses a relative, God forbid, they're in aninu, they can no longer count with a bracha, and then they're going to be leading the davening. So it's going to be embarrassing for them, maybe, I don't know, I think people there would know, but let's say it's going to be embarrassing for them or for the rabbi, my gosh, for the rabbi to come in and not be able to count with a bracha, it would be a scandal. They'd fire him on the spot, right? Right. So the Beit Levi came up with a good idea. One year, he missed the count. Unbelievable. Like, I know, it's crazy, right? We should disregard everything that he ever wrote, right? And all of his uh, children and grandchildren. No, God forbid, right? But he missed it. It was a little bit embarrassing for him. So what did he do? He went up to, I don't know, the president of the shul, and he said, I'll tell you what, tonight, you don't count with a bracha. I will count for you, and you will fulfill your obligation. I mean, I personally cannot do it. You can. But I can take your bracha as if, and then you can fulfill it through me. Wild stuff. Should that work? Should that not work? A topic for a different year. But that could be one reason why you would want to fulfill uh, your bracha through someone else. Right? It's really fulfilling someone else's bracha for them. Yeah, but okay. That would be an obligation. But again, you, you have situations where people... Uh, don't know the bracha, they can't do it themselves. Okay, so it would work. The only dispute is specifically when it comes to the actual count itself. We try to be machmir, and the Mishnah ends up saying that we are machmir, and we try to make sure that every single person counts, even though it likely doesn't mean that each person has to count, it just means la fuke to exclude a in doing one central count. Uh, we each try to do our own count by ourselves. Yes, sir? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, in general, in general, when it comes to davening, like tefillah, so we don't use shomea keonia, right? When it comes to brachot, we do. We do for kedusha. Well, well, okay. So chazar how that works and what that's exactly doing is a topic for uh, for a different discussion, right? But yeah, so I would say off the cuff, no. But I don't know. We'd have to discuss more. All right, Rabbi Chanan, Rabbi Kashamir, Rabbi Tzakar Shparach, Zakoy Yisrael.